Welcome to In Between the Pages of Life podcast, a podcast dedicated to telling the stories that are sometimes heard, but yet unseen. Take a seat and listen with your hosts, Nadir DeRose and K. Noel. Good morning, good evening. Hey, everybody. It is Nadia Rose and Kay Noel, and we are back with another episode of In Between the Pages of Life. Noel, how you feeling today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing good. It's been a busy, busy day, but I'm good. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. All right, so today we are discussing leaps of faith. So... I know you all about that dictionary. So why don't you give me your definition of a leap of faith? Well, I'm not even going to go by the def. I'm not even going to look it up right now. But a leap of faith for me is you, you're ready to jump, but you're fearful. Mm. And, and because you're fearful, some people, they kind of tread back. But sometimes you just got to do it afraid. And if, if, you, if nobody knows, you got, you know, my biggest motto, which is my book that's now released, is be relentless. So, yeah, just be relentless. Okay, awesome. And you touched on something I did want to speak about, and that is doing it afraid. That is my motto. That is my life at this moment. Because you you want something to work, but, but you are afraid. And how would you tell somebody to get over that hump and just do what you got to do, afraid and all? Well, let me think about that for a minute. I would say, I would say just do it. But when you tell somebody to just do it, they're already in the place of fear. So they're not just gonna always just do it. And sometimes you need people around you to Mm -hmm. give you that push. But you you have to go blind at it. Don't focus on what's around you and what what it looked like it could be. Just do it. One of the scripture that comes to mind, make your face like a flint. So when you, making your face like a flint, you're not looking to the left or the right. You're just going, you go ahead and do what you know, because when you're taking that leap of faith, you're going for what you already know who you are. You see what's ahead, but you have to just go ahead and go with what you know and, and count up the cost and just do it. Yeah, so true. And even when you said about having people around you, because I know my husband, he's like my biggest supporter. And he's always telling me like to put that stuff out there. And I can't imagine how many dreams would have just died in my fear if it wasn't for having him by my side. Yeah, and, and see, that's a plus. And and that's that's conversations me and Libby have sometimes. I, I tell her, I would rather for her to push me or things that I know that I need to work on in order to get ahead. I rather it comes from people that's close to me than it somebody some random person because your your close inner circle should always be straightforward with you and straight honest with you and give you that push that you need. That's so true. And one thing that I have definitely noticed is that if someone who you consider to be in your inner circle, if you don't take the advice from them, but you'll take it from a stranger, I don't think that person needs to be in your inner circle because you don't respect them, you don't value 
them. And I think that's something that, you know, more people need to talk about just because somebody is in your inner circle does not mean that you really value them the way you should. Right. And, and, and value is everything because you never know. And sometimes it's because you get too comfortable with them. And you have to know the jewels that's in your circle. Yes. And I love what you said. You get too comfortable because people don't talk about that in your circle. Like people would say, you know, you got too comfortable in your marriage or you got too comfortable in your job. But people don't understand there is a such thing as getting too comfortable with your circle of friends as well. Right. And, and to me, com- the word comfortable, that's like a foul language word for me. And that's something my best friend and I, we used to always say, don't, you know, that comfort zone, that's, that's just like a bad word. So, yeah. Now, where do you separate? How would you define the difference between comfort and contentment? Hmm. Comfort is, is something like what we're familiar with. Matter of fact, let me, now I'm gonna have to go to the dictionary. <laughs> I'm doing the hard balls at you today. Yeah. All right, so comfortable is physical ease and relax, relaxa- relaxation. Mm. So mm. let's look at the word content. Content is in a state of peaceful, peaceful happiness. All right, so let's go ahead and, and deal with comfortable. We, we sometimes, okay, let's say the physical ease. Dang, you working me tonight. You working my brain tonight. <laughs> when, when you're at ease with something, okay, I got it. All right, so when you get too comfortable with something, it's because you can do it with ease. It's just easy with you. It's something you can do it in your sleep. Me, personally, mm. I don't like to be comfortable I, every so because I get bored being comfortable. So every so often, I need a challenge. And most people who are comfortable, they don't like to be challenged sometimes. And then that comes with a job. I'm uncomfortable here because I know that I can do this because I'm good at it. Instead of, okay, well, let me try something new and, and, and face the challenge. And then when we're talking about being content, we look at in a state of peaceful happiness. And being in that state, I won't say that's a bad thing, because in our marriage, you know, we want to be in a peaceful, happiness place, happy place. But is it always good being in that peaceful state? Because sometimes a person wants to stay there because they, they know if they start venturing out and walking out on faith, there's going to come some challenges. And you're going to face different wars within yourself. You're going to face on your journey. You're going to be facing so many different things on that mm-hmm. path to going to where you're going. So when you're stepping out on faith, it brings it brings more challenges to you. So because I know that I'm going to face these challenges, I'm going to stay right here and, and be content with, with where life is because this is easy for me. And, yeah. And, it, and it's in a place of, of, of being um, content. I'm just content with life. I don't want anything more. I don't want anything left. Just let me be right here. And sometimes God is knocking at your door and he's telling you, but I want more for you. But because we don't want more for ourselves, 
we're just gonna stay right there. Then we lose so many things, and and not only are we losing, but there's people on our path in our journey that they're they're gonna lose out too because there's some people on our journey that we're supposed to come in contact with. So yeah, that's that's my take on it. You work and that's on very that. true. A lot of people don't know it, but the Bible also speaks on contentment and reaching that state of contentment. But unfortunately, what I think the problem is, is people take that and just feel like, well, I'm gonna be content. But it's like, you have to reach a certain stage before I feel like you can be comfortably content. Like, you know, if you, if you ain't doing what you need to be doing, you can't just be like, but I'm content. Like you can, but you shouldn't be. Like you should reach a certain level before you can say, I'm content. And the same thing with being comfortable. You know, I know some people straight from, you know, the boondocks and they could be comfortable in places where I wouldn't be comfortable. But I do feel like everyone should reach a certain level before they just declare their comfort. Right. I got you, I got you. Also, side note, we want to acknowledge our special guest that's on the podcast today, the nephew. So <laughs> he's making his, his first debut on the podcast. So y'all welcome him in. So I know, man. I'm trying to mute the mic around him and stuff. Y'all, I'm telling you, you know, being home with this pandemic and then being a mom and then a nursing mom at that, you know, he, he had to make his entrance today. Hey, you stepping out on faith So hey And we, we're real life people Yeah, I mean that's that's one thing Like um, I'm not sure You remember it But I actually don't even know where it came from But I, I want to say it was Great Britain But anyway, it was this lady In a parliament um, Meeting And you know, she was all on the news Because they had her, had pictures of her with a cover over her because she was nursing during the meeting. And, you know, people were offended, but I'm just like, you know, you gotta gotta do what you gotta do. Well, people don't understand that, but hopefully the, the world can get to a better place of equality and not just black and white, but I mean, in genders too. Yeah, and I mean, this is another, um, we should definitely do a podcast against the controversy of breastfeeding in public. I know that's for a different one, but I'm just like, you know, they want you to show your boobs for everything else, but feeding the child, you know? Right. But what we're going to do right quick is go to a commercial break. Goals. How many goals have you set up for yourself when you gave up because it was too hard? How many times did you feel you weren't good enough because the journey seems tedious? I too felt this way, but then things changed. I realized I had to change how I think. I had to change who I was. I had to be relentless. I am K Noel. I want to tell you about my book, Be Relentless. It teaches how to understand your roar, your design path, hitting your mark, and much more. Purchase your copy of Be Relentless today at www.relentlessmotivationalgroup.com. It's not just another book. It's a movement. So are you ready to be relentless? Back to this leap of faith. Right. So tell me about some leap of faith you've got going on in your life. Don't it sound like I'm interviewing you? Yeah, it's all good. I, I, do, <laughs> I do feel like the spotlight is on me tonight, but um, I just feel like you got a lot of knowledge to offer on this subject. You, you my go-to man on it. 
<laughs> well, the book, Be Relentless. That in between that seven year journey, I, I, I won't lie, I lost hope. And I, I gave up and I said I was done with this. I was done with doing any kind of preaching, any kind of speaking, any writing or anything. But it took that, that faith move for me to step out and say, you know what, I'm gonna do this. And it in between after finally writing Be Relentless, I went through all kind of crazy stuff that normally would have made me say, you know what, this is not even worth the stress or anything, you know, I'm done with this. And when my first shipment of books came in, I literally just, I took my books outside and I sat on the porch and I just thought, reflected on life because it was that that leap of faith that that got me to here because I didn't think I could do it at one point in my life but then all of that turned around which is what birth be relentless mm-hmm. and because of this it's going to touch many people it's going to be a, a huge major movement just from be relentless I mean the, the company name is relentless motivational group so it, it's that that one leap of faith has opened up the doors to so many other things, to the next book project that's coming out, to many other things that's going to happen in 2021 that I can't tell you all right now. But <laughs> it's just that one seed of faith, that one seed, all it takes is just one step and it, it grows out so much into this, this big tree. And, and like I said, it's just one seed. Yeah, that's that's truly all it is. And just going back to, you know, what you were saying, like you didn't know if you were built for it. I think like, I think that's the first seed of doubt. You know, when you come, when you get something in your mind, an idea or something you want to accomplish, and then you start saying like, can I do it? And that just forms that first seed of doubt. And then you just get more and more seeds until you get to that point where you have to take a leap. Like you ever notice it's a leap of faith and not like a step, like you're not stepping over doubt because doubt by itself just doesn't tend to come along. Like by the time you really even do it, it's you're surrounded by it to the point where you have to take a leap. Right. Am I making sense? Yeah, I, I t- I t- I'll tell you this. This is something that I, I tell people often. Sometimes when you're not taking that leap of faith, God will put you in a corner. Mm. And, and it seems like so much craziness is happening. But what is really happening is God is trying to nudge you is you're putting all your energy into this. This is where I want you to put your energy into because I got greater for you. So I need you to open up your eyes, <laughs> just like Jonah. God told Jonah where to go, but Jonah didn't want to go. So God put him in that corner. That well happened to be the corner for him. All right, Noah, now you tell us, what, what was your corner God put you in? Speak to the people. This year or in uh, just a story? Just, you know, pick your favorite corner. My favorite corner was everything that changed my life. If people mm. don't know, I used to sell drugs. I was like your game man. Everything you think of, that was me. So not ain't no well. Yes, yeah, me. <laughs> In fact, they used to call me Crazy K. That was my street name. All right, that's a cool street name. <laughs> but I, I knew this was gonna happen. I had a dream about a drug bust was gonna happen. I I knew it was gonna happen. The young lady I was dating at the time, I told her it was gonna happen. And she was like, please don't think like that. But I knew it was gonna happen because I was at a point, I was tired of the street life, 
but at the same time, the street life was my drug. It was my crack. So and before we get any further, wait a minute. I just want to put that disclosure out there. The young lady he was dating at the time is not his wife. I want to put that out there. I don't want you to, you know, people be like, his wife let him sell drugs. <laughs> nah, it was someone else. Some, <laughs> she who shall not be named. But go ahead. Okay. So the day it happened, it literally happened the same way as my dream. The police, because as crazy as it sounds, I used to um, sell out of a, a, a hotel, hotel room where my friends used to stay at. Hotel or motel? Hotel, Suburban Lodge. Well, it's not oh. Suburban Lodge now, but that's what they used to call it. Fancy. I made a killing there, so that's neither here nor there. We're going to continue on, y'all. But, don't sell drugs, kids. Please don't. But when the police knocked on the door, my homeboy opened the door, and in come the police. And it was then that I acknowledged that, that God spoke to me, because he was always speaking to me, but this was the time that I acknowledged it. And he told me, turn to him or else. Mm. So the, the entire time, the police, they're talking to me, and all I'm thinking about is change. They had them pull guns out of me after they saw that I had two guns on me. I get, you know, which is protocol to protect their cells. It wasn't nothing crazy like what we're experiencing now. But that entire time, even with the guns on me, I wasn't afraid because all I'm thinking about is change. Mm-hmm. And so that is what led, that was the beginning of the journey to who you all know now as K. Noel. <laughs> so that is my favorite corner. Okay, okay, sounds sound good. Thank you for sharing that with us. Now, what about yours? I got to switch it up and put you on the spotlight. I, um, I wouldn't say my favorite, actually. It'll be like my second to the most painful one is I was sitting at work one afternoon and I used to work, not the night shift, I guess it would be like, I don't know, second shift, like 11 to seven. Okay. All right, so I was working at a bank and it's a bank that does extended hours and I was working 11 to seven and my husband was texting me about something that my daughter had done at the house, something good that I missed. And I just wanted to be home, if I'm being honest. And it felt like I was, felt like I was stuck in that situation, you know? Like, I, I didn't have control over my life. So it made me just, you know, because I had to be there when the bank said I had to be there, I had to work a certain amount of hours, like, you know? And it wasn't, it wasn't something I wanted to do long term. So that day is when I was just like, man, I really wish I would have stuck to nursing. Like I wish I would have finished school and stuff. And right in that minute, it was just like a voice I heard that was just kind of like, why can't you finish? What's stopping you? What's holding you back? Like, I really felt like I was in the corner, like I was gonna, I know I'm being dramatic, but it felt like I was gonna work that job until I died and just never realized what my true passion or purpose was. And so I just heard that voice and it just kind of made me think like, why can't I go back to doing, you know, what I wanted to do? And so I called my cousin who at the time, well, I mean, at the time she still, she has a doctorate in nursing. And we, I, you know, I just had a, I wasn't even on break. Like that's how real, 
the corner felt to me like I wasn't even on break. I just hopped off the line and just left them up there struggling. Like, y'all on your own. I got to make a phone call. And I was telling her exactly what I was feeling. And she was like, I get it. I felt the same way. So she has a doctorate in nursing. I had no clue that she was going to school to be a nurse. She had a baby and ended up having to drop out of nursing school like I did. Then she went back and got her associate. Then she went back and got her bachelor's, then her master's, then her doctorate. And she was like, you can follow. She was like, you know, I've literally done it. You can follow in my footsteps and I'll guide you that way. And I know for, it's just like, I can't even explain it, but it was just like, you ever realize there is a God, like, you get what I'm saying? I, I'm sounding crazy. But it was like, it had to be like, it was just too perfect. The conversation was too perfect. The easiness for me to get back into school was too perfect. My job working with my school schedule was too perfect. I got accepted into the nursing program at the right time. Like, it was just too perfect. Like, somebody better than me was planning this out. But anyway, that was my favorite in a corner moment where I was just like super sad that I was working a job that I hated and not home with my daughter. And, and, and that's the amazing thing about taking that leap of faith, because when you're taking that leap of, leap of faith, God already has the path set for you. And that reminds me of a quote, I got to share this. But God has already set the pathway for you all you have to do is just take it. And a lot of times when we're facing that corner, just like you, like you were facing, a lot of people don't take it. And they just, what I like to call it, it's a gate. They see them, it's like you see the writing on the wall. They see the writing at this gate and they don't want to step through that gate. So next thing you know, time is passing by, people are passing them by and they're stuck here at this gate because they don't want to make a change. Now I'm going to quote this this quote by Dennis Wheatley. He said, forget about consequences of failure. Failure is only a temporary change in direction to set you straight for your next success. So it is those moments that change your, your pathway of where you are. So sometimes we, we need those moments to, to change our pathway. So big kudos to you for even taking those changes and, and the knowledge that you had to make a shift. Yeah, I just, I really had to. And you know, kids are, well, at least to me, I believe kids are a big motivator to take that leap of faith. You know, whatever it is that motivates you. To me, it was my kids. Like I wanted them to have so much more than I did and not just have more than what I did, but I wanted to lead by example that, you know, you have a purpose, it's your goal in life to figure out what it is, you know, like don't leave this earth without fulfilling your purpose. Right, and, and sadly, so many people do leave this earth without fulfilling their purpose, and, and, and that is my passion. I don't want people to leave here with so much still in them. I want them to leave here empty. I want to leave here empty. Um, yeah. With, you know, doing everything that God has purposed me to do on this earth. So And I can't I can't think of it right now, but Chadwick, he had an amazing quote about leaving all the gifts he had here on earth. 
And I think that's something that everyone should strive to meet. Like, like you said, just not taking anything with you. I don't want an ounce of knowledge to come with me that I didn't put out there to share, you know? Right, and, and that's my passion for books and why I encourage other people to write books because we have so much knowledge in us and just imagine if people start writing the books or not even just writing books, they can just do podcasts and share the knowledge that they have because this is going to be here centuries to come. I, I, I personally love older books from, you know, way before even our parents and grandparents. Though, to me, those are some of the most purest books that you can ever come across. And it seems like it's still relevant for today. So I'm hoping that, you know, 50 years from now when I'm gone or 60, 70 years, that my books are still having that kind of impact on people's lives. Yeah, that's, that's that, yeah. And I'm about to switch to older books because I tell you what, so my mother-in-law, she is like, she loves to read. Like she's constantly reading to learn. And so she buys almost any book that, you know, she come across to support artists and, you know, authors and things of that nature. So she bought a book by a young lady and she thought it would be some use to me. And I read it and I tell you what, Noel, it made me want to pick up a book from the 1800s. Like I had to get out of that book. And you know, I ain't knocking, you know, whatever anybody beliefs are and stuff. But we got to the second chapter and she was like, you know, she prays to the universe. And then I was just like, I, you know, and, and you know, that's my exit. And, you know, you know, I don't know if I want to read the books written recently, you know, you know, you know, people on some stuff now, real different stuff. Yeah. And, and that and that also says that you're, you're not her audience. And yes. Yes. I can't stress that enough. Your audience is out there. It wasn't me, baby, but, it, you know, <laughs> somebody out there praying to the universe with you. Right. Not me, but somebody. Right. So, and, and it is nothing wrong with that. And, and, and people have to understand that too. You know, they may feel like, well, I'm not reaching the people that I need to reach. Just keep doing it, whether they're liking this stuff, whether it looks like nobody's watching, keep doing it because somebody's watching you and eventually it's gonna come across the people that need it. And, and that's- Yeah, out of 7 billion people, somebody need what you putting out. And I don't know if you watched my IG video about, you know, releasing my channel. But that was one of the things I mentioned in that video is that this channel isn't for everybody and I'm okay with that. Like, you have to be, if you're waiting for the whole room to applaud, you'll always be standing there. Like, you know, you have to be okay that what you're cooking ain't everybody's taste. Right, exactly. And that, and that is very true. So, and then that is what I, I, I love about everybody because we're all coming from different paths and mm -hmm. i'm gonna quote this chinese proverb yes but my people that listen to you my got the proverbs the quotes the de definitions you keep it coming <laughs> yeah well here's the chinese proverb it says through all rivers flow i mean though all rivers flow into it the seas never over the sea never overflows so mm. We're, we're all coming from different paths and we it may seem like we may have the same, may look like we have the same purpose in life, 
But on that different on that stage, some people may be at the front reaching certain people. Some people are going to be at the side. Then you're going to have those that's in the middle. Those people that's in the middle, they're being creative about the people they're reaching. But mm-hmm. everybody is still on that same stage, but they're all reaching. They all have somebody else with people that they're reaching. Now, can you? And just to quote, go ahead. I, I about to say now, can you learn from different things from there? You may get different ideas from them. Yeah, absolutely. But y- you all are still different. Yeah. What, what you about to say? Well, no, I was just, just to quote you in a different way, me and my husband, before we got married, we were at a Bizzle concert. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he's a Christian hip-hop artist. We were at one of his concerts, and we got the VIP thing that came with the Q&A with them. So someone asked the question about, you know, what do you do when you feel like you are meant to preach, you know, the word to people, like God called you to do that, but those doors aren't opening up. And he said something that will forever stick with me. And he was like, people have to remember just because you're called don't mean you're called to the millions. Maybe you were called to preach to your community. Maybe you were called to preach to a certain school. Like, you know, everybody want to be T.D. Jakes, but nobody wants to go and hand out sandwiches to the homeless or tutor kids. Like, you know, that's all discipleship, but everybody wants the everybody knows me kind of discipleship, you know? And, and, and sadly, that's the mentality that we have nowadays everybody wants to be on the big stage and that's the wrong mentality because if you have that mentality for one maybe you're just not meant for that because sometimes your pride can get in the way and you get to that big and you get to that big stage and you're just messing up everything yeah you're not leading people the way you need to right and and so then that's where i would have to to ask you you know what is your motive is your motives is for the fame or is it for the people? And a lot of people, they don't do it for the people. They're doing it for the fame. But unfortunately, it's not even preaching or singing. It's, it's almost anything like if somebody's a painter. You know, it just seems like nobody wants their paintings hanging up in everybody's house. Like everybody want to be in the museum. Everybody want to be in an art show. If they're a teacher, nobody wants to just be a teacher. They want to be teacher of the year. Like, you know, it's just, it's what causes us to have such grandiose hope. Right. And if you notice, it's, it's the ones who are, who are the humble ones who don't even want all of that attention that gets it. And they can they can do without it because their passion is is what's leading them and what's pushing them to do what they do. So they don't even need the the big platform and all of the notoriety and all this kind of stuff. So that also amazes me as well. Yeah, and I think um, I want to say Will Smith said it. It's like you know. It's one thing to have passion, but purpose and hard work will take you places passion passion couldn't get you close to. Because, you know, you got to have the passion, but passion is, unfortunately, passion is fleeting. Like, you know, sometimes I am passionate about losing weight, and then other times I am passionate about that cheesecake. So, you know, it's just like, you got to be passionate, but don't forget, like, you got to put that work in. Yeah, I definitely need to put in the work with my weight because, uh, yeah, 
I think it was your cousin, yeah, your cousin. They um, they had this contest for free cupcakes, and <laughs> yeah, we happened to win. <laughs> but my excuse is I was trying to support family, so I'm just saying that's my excuse, and I'm sticking with it. Hey, let me tell you, when this whole pandemic thing started um, happening, I was eating out all the time. And, you know, I don't know if they were planning where you were at, but where I was at, it was like, order out, save a small business. I was like, I was ordering all these little mom and pop restaurants. I was eating all, you know, I'm, I'm helping out my community. I don't care. These are, these are God calories, but I am doing what is right. <laughs> hey, but they didn't help us because everybody was coming out with these specials, these COVID specials. And I was like, oh yeah. I was like, I ain't mad at you, but this show is hurting me in the long run. It was hurting me and my pockets, but darn it, Bonefish and Grill had a family deal for like $35. I was like, it was good food too. I mean, yeah, you know, everybody got family deals now. Like Red Lobster got a good one, you know. Yeah, you know, everybody adjusting to COVID life. Yeah, that seems to be the new thing right now. Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is yours truly, the relentless motivator, K. Noel. Hey, if you haven't heard yet, I need you to run over to the Pursuit of Passion podcast with K. Noel and join me for a new episode every Thursday. I'm looking forward to you joining in with me as we're encouraging you for your journey. Hey, listen, we are all in this together and we can do this because we're all in pursuit of our passion. Again, my name is K. Noel and I am the Relentless Motivator. So, like I said, I'm looking forward to you joining me on the podcast in pursuit of passion with K. Noel. And we're going to have some, we're going to have a good time. We're going to have some laughs. We're going to have some aha moments. So, hey, jump on over after you finish listening to In Between the Pages of Life. All right. All right. So we're going to end it right here. But we want to hear from you and we would like to know what have you done this year that you had to take a leap of faith out? Um, so shoot us an email and, you know, we can read it out over on the next podcast. Um, you can send us an email at podcast at relentlessmotivationalgroup.com or you can go to our anchor page. You can see the, um, the link for the anchor page in the description for this podcast and you can leave a voice message there. So we just want to hear from you. And um, with that being said, you already know the drill. I hope you have a good night, a good morning, a good evening, whatever time of the day it is. And we look forward to hearing from you and you will hear from us again next week. All right, and we're out. All right, you guys. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of In Between the Pages of Life. To learn more about our podcast and view past episodes, visit relentlessmotivationalgroup.com. You can also join us at anchor.fm slash pages of life. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at Relentless Motivational Group LLC. If you like what you've heard and want to help us improve, you can donate via the website or Anchor page. Until next time, you guys.